Hello and welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants, and helping busy AF entrepreneurs sell the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears-filled labor. So with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. All right. Really excited about today's topic because having a bulletproof sales cycle is pretty necessary to expand and grow your business, to retain clients, to stay in business. So really just going to dive in on this subject. But first I want to talk about like, what is a sales cycle? What does it even mean? Well, a lot of people don't know that in the sales cycle at the very beginning, it starts from attracting your client and it ends with upselling and referrals. So really attracting your client to closing them, to performing the service, and then upselling, it really matters. And it's definitely something that can be considered a loop. I mean, it doesn't really ever end, in my opinion. You have the opportunity to continue to keep people in your sales cycle, continue to make money, continue to predict like where your money's coming from at six months, 12 months, forever. So that's why it's really important to have a sales cycle to like, I have mine pasted on my wall, like everything that is important to how I'm going to retain, how I'm going to close business. So one thing I want to also make really important is that your easiest sales will always happen with existing customers. And that's really why you should care about your sales cycle, because everything is really defined in there with how you are going to keep, retain, and sell your existing clients. So We're going to go through and I'm going to explain, break down five signs that your sales cycle is bulletproof. So grab a notebook, grab a pen, let's take some notes. You definitely want to jot all this down. So number one sign that your sales cycle is bulletproof is that you're tracking your leads and prospects and you're actively communicating with them. So not only are you writing down who they are and everything about them, your last communication with them, what you've sold to them in the past, in the present, in the future, whatever it may be, what you're actively looking at selling to them, you need to be tracking them. So, so, so important. And real quick, I'm going to explain the difference between a lead and a prospect. I might have done this in a previous episode, but you never know where you're jumping in, right? So a lead is someone that you've met. They could be a potential client. You don't know too much about them, but there should, there could be some interest in what you have to offer, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily qualified which is what a prospect is. So a prospect is someone that you have qualified, whether that's with budget, their needs, their goals, their struggles, all of that, you've qualified that they would be the right fit for your business. So that's the difference between a lead and a prospect. And so I would say prospects are a little further along in the sales cycle than a lead would be because there is more incentive to close there. So it's really important there also when talking about qualifying to qualify prospects. You don't want to waste a lot of your time on leads who you haven't qualified yet trying to sell them things when you're not even sure they're going to buy. So really important to qualify your prospects and to make sure you're tracking the difference between the two. A couple ways to do this. I like to categorize everything into three 
big buckets. Number one is cold, getting to know. Number two is warm, which means I've identified their struggle. And then there's hot. (laughs) And these hot leads are people who I've had a sales conversation with. So just some things to think about. But really, you want to keep in close communication with them. And a couple ways to do this would be through social media, through if you have their email address, sharing content with them, such as blogs and freebies. And these would be direct communications. This is not your marketing per se, but this is like you've had conversations with them, you are engaging with them. A way we did this when I had my previous agency is myself and my salesperson would communicate very heavily and we would create, me and my marketing team, would create content based around what people were struggling with and we would send that to them. Or she would keep track of the blog that we had and so she had like a running roster of like every single blog post we've ever put up or a freebie we've done. And if she was meeting with a prospect and she identified that they had XYZ struggles, she would send them that blog and her follow-up email after she met with them. And it just shows that you're taking the next step there to like, you know what they're struggling with, you have a blog or something that can relate to it, you're building trust in them, you're giving them tips before they even close. And it's just a really strong and powerful tool to do to build that trust. And the more you stay front of mind to them, the more likely they are to work with you. Think about like what you might consider your competition trying to close the same prospect or if they're seeking out proposals from other people as well, they may be having more communication with them. So you want to make sure that you are staying front of mind, you have the most communication, but without being annoying. And there's a little bit of a fine line there. We're definitely going to cover this in my upcoming program, Camp Good Time. Stay tuned. I will definitely share more details with you. But really identifying like (laughs) what's too little, what's too much and how to kind of hit that sweet spot. Okay, so number two, second sign here that you have a bulletproof sales cycle is that you have a response for basically every objection you might receive. If you've never received an objection, then you're an alien or a unicorn. (laughs) It is so common to receive objections when you are trying to close a prospect or when you're having conversations with them about a sale. They could say, oh, not right now, or I can't afford it. Most people won't openly tell you they can't afford it. which is what I found. Most people are just like, oh, not right now, or they'll straight up ghost you. So it's really like a fine line again here of like when you can start having those money conversations, but you will get the objections at some point. Like, I need to talk to my partner. I need to assess my finances, maybe in Q4. Like, these are objections you can handle. An example for like a money objection would be, oh, it's just not something I can afford right now. It doesn't fit my budget. Okay, well, you can probably fit their budget in a monthly payment plan. So I love doing payment plans for clients. That's been a huge way to get them to sell instead of requiring money up front or whatever it may be. Payment plans can be absolutely incredible for money objections. Okay, sign number three for a bulletproof sales cycle is that you have simplified the heck out of your closing process. What do I mean by this? Your customer should not have to go through a million clicks or steps to ultimately end up paying you to get that money in your pocket, to close the deal, to sign the contract. It really should be very, very, very easy. I mean, think about it this way. You go to the grocery store, you put all the stuff on the belt, you get to the checkout, you put your credit card in, you walk away. A little bit more layered there because you're in the moment and it's really embarrassing to like just leave all your groceries there, but it's the same thing. You need to make it very simple, very straightforward for someone to close the deal. So I like to tell my clients to consider using software that makes processes all in one. Think the proposal, the contract, the invoice. Dubsado and HoneyBook do a really great job of this. And it's just like multiple steps you take and then boom, you close. It may seem a little less personal, but the 
hopefully by this point, because you are tracking leads, because you are constantly staying in contact with them, you've already built the value and now you're just making it really easy for them to close the deal. So I love HoneyBook, personal favorite. They've just incorporated something called Flows, which really makes this all in one and you don't even have to think about it. It's absolutely beautiful. I will go ahead and link my HoneyBook link in the show notes. I can get you 50% off your first year if you use that link, which is a huge money saver with HoneyBook. And HoneyBook's just absolutely incredible because it is very much an all-in-one solution. You can accept payments through there, do contracts, email sequences. Like it's absolutely incredible. It's very like click a button, set and forget. Love that. Okay, so sign number four that you have a bulletproof sales cycle is that you have an exit strategy for every single closed client. What do I mean by this? There's a huge opportunity for upsell with your existing clients. Like before you even, probably before you even close them, you could start thinking about this and you should. This should be considered as soon as you send the proposal off to them. Like you need to have in mind what their next step could be once the project closes out, even if you haven't communicated that with them. I've had clients in the past who were like, I need this laundry list of things. And it's like, okay, let's break this out into phases. And they agree to phase one, but we know phase two, phase three, phase four are going to come after that project's complete. It's a little more secure. Also, it kind of ensures that you will have a good working relationship with them and you like them. So you can get out of phase two, three, and four if you don't, if you're like, this is just not going to work. And that's just like worst case scenario, but best case scenario, you move on to phase two, three, and four. Or best case scenario, you're able to propose another phase two before the end of the contract and say, here's where I think the next step would be for you. So really start to think about what your exit strategy is. And with that exit strategy, work into your contract that at the end of the project or at the end of the retainer or at the end of the contract, whatever it may be, when if it's time bound, will you be having a conversation? And the answer should be yes. You should absolutely have, just like you would when you leave a corporate job, how they like tip good companies typically pull you into HR and ask you a bunch of questions. How was your experience? Blah, 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 blah. It's kind of the same with your own business. You want to sit down with them. How was your experience? And go to that, come to that meeting prepared with what you can do next for them. And I've closed about 90% of people I've had an exit strategy meeting with. So I 100% recommend this. You want to keep them around. You want to have a next step for them. It extends the life cycle of the client. And like I said, your existing clients are your easiest sells. So definitely make sure you have that exit strategy. Okay, number five, the last one, is that you've incentivized a referral process or program. In my opinion, the only thing as powerful as closing existing clients is receiving referrals from them. Point blank, plain and simple. If they like working with you, they're going to refer business to you but they might also be very busy people. So how can you incentivize your clients to do so? There's a couple ways to do this. You could have affiliate programs. You could give discounts off their services with you, their monthly retainer for every person they refer. You could give them swag. So really showing that appreciation and that in this incentivizing that referral without becoming sleazy, that's also important too. So these are the five steps. I'm going to go ahead and review them one more time. So five signs you have a sales cycle that is absolutely bulletproof. You're tracking your leads and prospects and you're actively communicating with them. Number two, you have a response for basically every objection you might receive. Number three, you've simplified the closing process. Number four, you have an exit strategy for every single closed client. And number five, you've incentivized the heck out of referrals. So this is exactly what we're going to dive into in Camp Good Time. This is actually week one. It kicks off in early July. We're going to build your bulletproof sales cycle. I'm going to break down real quick what this three-week program entails. 
So week one is building your bulletproof sales cycle, really identifying, tracking, closing, perfect fit lead sources and existing clients. So this is really how I secured six plus months of sales projections at all times for my business. So really important. It's exactly what we're going to cover in week one. Week two is all about relationship building and client converting conversations. So really thinking past DM conversations to find clients. This is how I approached and closed entrepreneurs, small businesses, and larger corporations. So thinking bigger than small budgets is what I like to say. And week number three is referral sources as recurring income. So building your referral roster, nurturing them, and maximizing the visibility of your brand. And this is how I created recurring income for my service-based business that I literally still benefit from three, four, five, six years down the line. So I really want to place an emphasis here on this program being more than just teaching. A lot of this is hands-on work with me involved. We are going to have live calls once a week, and you're also going to have support from me through a Slack channel where you can literally hit me up at any time. We are going to work together to build your foundation, your like hardcore secure sales cycle for your business, and really think away from social media because there's a lot of emphasis placed on social media in other places. And while social media is, I think, a great carrier for marketing materials and attracting clients, there are other things that need to be done and that can be done to really help you stand out really help you close clients in other ways in a sustainable way. So I will be dropping the link to that in the show notes and you can snag your spot there. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any questions at Brand Good Time. Happy to answer them. The program kicks off early July and I'm super excited about it. If you sign up, you get camp swag. So don't worry, I got you covered. You get a bunk assignment. Like it is the most virtual camp ever, but it's going to be so much fun. So again, everything's in the show notes. Hit me up if you have any questions and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode.